This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of April 30th, 2020. This is episode 204, and I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is mysterious projectionist, Karen Randazzo. Buy my book! And Australian action star, Evan Goldstein. Hello, what's this? It was my pick this week, and I decided to go with an old episode of The Critic, which we'll get to after the break. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line, and you can let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, Todd. So, uh, Todd gentlemen and lady, <laughs> yeah, you know, why not? Right. It's, it's good to have recurring jokes, right? <laughs> Running gags? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so how's everyone doing? How's 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 pandemic life treating everybody? Uh, yeah, I know it's pretty great, right? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's awesome. You know, I decided today. Uh, well, it became very apparent how reliant I am on the internet today when all of it just stopped working in my house for some reason. Isn't that fun when the internet just says nah? Like, in the middle of Angela's stream, the router just crapped the bed. That's it. Done. Said it doesn't want to work anymore. It got up and And left. so it's not gonna. <laughs> just It's nice when your your tools have that ability to just be like, no, never mind. And then I realize all of my entertainment is via internet as well. Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good. So approximately 24 minutes ago, the internet guy the cable dude left really and and, cable guy come to your house well take care of business doing house calls the the company the company couldn't talk to my router they're like you don't have yes we do you we just went and picked it up you you gave it to us you know we have it (laughs) We can't see. Or at least you should know we have it. What is, it, is it Comcast? Do they uh, close Spectrum? Spectrum. Ooh, Spectrum. Yeah. Wasn't that a premium channel back in the day? Or am I thinking of Prism? Well, I know. Sp- I know Prism was. Spectrum. Right? Prism was cool as hell. Yes, Spectrum was the show from Con Man that Nathan Fillion and what's his name were on that fake Firefly show. Yeah, that was the name. I feel of like it. there was a. No, that's what Spectrum, I'm thinking of. I'm Spectra thinking of vision. No, I'm thinking of the spectrum. It was uh, where the the flyers used to play. Okay. I'm ninety percent wow, sure that a, I'm not that making that up. Is that a sports reference from you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's actually a TV reference because I never really watched sports, but you know there was hockey went on in my house, and um, <laughs> wow, I'm that's pretty a weird, sure that's that they, a weird imagery for Evan because he knows most of the people in your family. <laughs> dude, my mom loves hockey. Rabid. 
freaking yeah, crazy. Yeah, they are Flyers fans <laughs> in my family, and I'm pretty sure that the, the, where they used to play was called the Spectrum when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it was renamed to the um, uh, the First Union Center, which I loved because it was the FU Center, <laughs> which is just the perfect name for a place to play hockey, right? Yeah, especially true. in Philly. Especially in Philly, the <laughs> FU Center, absolutely. Uh, ah, good times. Good times. So, anyways, uh, who's been watching some TV? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, it's Castle. All Castle all the time in this household when the TV is on. It's so just crazy. Castle in your castle. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's like neck deep into it. There's so much of the that will they, won't they stuff going on, and I know where it goes, but I don't remember when. It occurs to me that we never finished that show. That is true. We just never did. Hmm. I don't remember how it. It's like watching a new show. It's been so long. So that's the fun. I know, part. like the end was somewhat abrupt because, like, came out of nowhere. You know, they they spent the whole series doing the will they won't they with the the two of them, and then it was like the last season was will they won't they cancel it? Yes. And then like they did, and Stonicatic left the show or something, and she was, was not weird. renewed from my understanding. Like it was different like she wasn't asked to come back and they which were, seems odd right well it seems like there's got to be more to that story yeah th- like, well you're was, one of the principal actresses or actors on this show uh just don't come back <laughs> they so at the very beginning of the show they were all episodical like you know monster of the week crime of the week and then they went to the huge overarching storyline and then they wanted to go back so I guess to yeah, get like, rid of that love story arc, they had to get rid of the love. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, no, that just sounds like a big old, big old stack of bullshit to me. Yeah. But uh, I'm not a TV executive, so what do I know? Yeah. Neither, neither of the female. Well, I guess there's multiple female, but um, the the Emmy, she wasn't, she didn't come back, and neither did Beckett. So. They just then they ended up canceling the show. Yeah, the thing with the Emmy, like, okay, she was a you know she was a major character, but she was like a side character. The show wasn't it wasn't just about Castle. Like, no. there was no premise to the show without Beckett. Like, that was the point. She she was fifty percent of the show. Correct. So when they when they didn't bring her back, as it were, it just seemed ridiculous to me. But again, I'm not a TV executive. I, I mean, I don't know these things. I don't know why people watch TV shows. I don't. If I did, I'd probably have more people listening to our podcasts. But you know, that's not the world we live in. We're stuck with uh, what we have, mm-hmm. and what we have is me. This is true, and we're happy with that. Yeah, no, that's Glad that. somebody is. <laughs> I I actually, you know, next week in, tonight I have to come up with the homework, and I was trying to figure out. What? Which you? episode of Castle you're gonna make us I, watch? No, no. I, we're gonna. I'm gonna work my way through the whole play replay before the rewatch before I pick one. But we will eventually, you know, do a, new, a Castle episode. But I, I'm fine with that. I love that. That's show. just a great show. I like. We have talked about a lot of different shows, and a different one every week. They and at some <laughs> points in time, multiple shows per week. That's right. Um, Excuse me. And 
I like I just scrolling through my library going, uh, I think we talked about this. I think we talked about this. We talked about this. We talk, that, yeah. And like there are things in my library that I have not watched that I could possibly say maybe, but there's a reason I haven't watched them yet cuz I'm really not that interested. I just grabbed them kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. it's just it's comforting to have castle and 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 ghost hunters that's that's i don't want to be disappointed in tv i don't life right now is disappointing enough okay (laughs) i don't want to start a new show and go god that was a waste of 45 minutes to an hour of my life which unfortunately nowadays a high likelihood no what have you guys been watching after you okay um well we've been Keep it on with uh, Killing Eve, which is every week is just outstanding. Such a delight of a show about a serial, a serial assassin. A very charismatic serial assassin. And thank the maker that they didn't kill that woman. Okay? Yes, I'm really glad they didn't kill Carolyn because she's awesome. <laughs> this show keeps killing off characters I like, which are are not 50% of the main cast. Like, I still don't care for Eve at all. I think she's awful. And, wait, um, that's, but I, wait, that's the other Sandra. Sandra o. o, yeah. Is it and the it's Sandra not o just thing? the Sandra O thing. Okay. It's not just the, I think Eve sucks. I liked her husband. I like, I like pretty much everyone around her. I just think she sucks. And, uh, well, I was, I was glad that they didn't kill off uh, the woman that I knew from the Super Mario Brothers movie because she's kind of, I mean, she's kind of horrible, but she's also kind of great. So because of the Super Mario Brothers movie, yeah, we understand. <laughs> she's just generally amazing. She is a she is a pleasure to watch. They had a, a great bit this week where the person that uh, Villanelle had to assassinate was a mother to a, a young uh, to a baby, <laughs> and so she kills the mother. <laughs> And then Villanelle <laughs> hears the baby, and she's like, and you're like, oh shit, what is she gonna do with this baby? And then she goes upstairs, and the baby's being held by a nanny, and you're like, oh fuck, now there's a baby and a nanny, and she just killed somebody, and we know she's like a psychopath. What's she gonna do? So long story short, she ends up killing the nanny after doing this bit where she like keeps feigning that she's gonna hurt the baby, and the the nanny every time she does the nanny's like, no, 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 no. And so she st- starts doing it just to get the reaction from the nanny. She's like, you really like that baby. <laughs> but then she kills the nanny. She ends up taking the baby and just like takes it with her and is just like amused by having a baby for a little while. And when she gets bored of it, she's hanging out with her mentor and her mentor gets annoyed by it. So she takes the baby and puts it in a trash can and like a public trash can in a park. Oh Jesus! And just, just walks, walks away over and throws the baby and the in the trash. The scene continues with the two of them having a conversation <laughs> in the background. Somebody finds a baby in the trash can and they're like, "Oh my God, call the police!" Well, didn't they show it later in the episode in the news? Like, yeah, the, you know, trash the, baby the, reunited the father, with the, yeah, trash baby. <laughs> it was such a wonderful bit. Oh my God! It was hysterical. And, you know, how can you not love a show that does something like that? I mean, I guess if you really love babies like that (laughs) stupid housekeeper, then maybe you'll uh, take offense to it. But seriously, get a sense of humor. The baby was fine. Yeah, the baby was fine. She didn't kill the baby. (laughs) Killed everybody else around the baby, but that's fine. That's fine. 
She's a murdering psychopath. That's and what she does. she left the baby with one parent. You're going to ask a fish not to swim? Come on now. <laughs> uh, so uh, outside of that, um, most of my TV has been musical related. I have uh, gotten through season three of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And, you know, I don't need to go back over again that I love that show and why. I do have to shout out one specific song um, just as I'm going back through and like watching everything and <laughs> revisiting some things that I loved in the first place. Mm-hmm. There is a song where uh, the main character's best friend goes back to her hometown and encounters her uh, like first love. Okay. And like she, she runs into him in a grocery store and before like he sees her, she has this moment where she like spots him and she's like, Oh my god, and all these feelings come back and and so she breaks into this song which is like a, you know, like sixties girl group very peppy boppy song mm-hmm. sung in a grocery store backed up by two like an employee and a customer. And it's called The First Penis I Saw. <laughs> it is a fucking songwriting masterpiece. <laughs> it's, just, it's the lyrics are hysterical. It, it is truly a bop. Like it's just great. And like the aside from being funny, the lyrics like really capture like that's an experience uh, that many I'm sure many women have had of like being a young woman going on a date encountering a penis for the first time and not having a single effing clue what to do with it. And this song just beautifully encapsulates what that feels like. It's just like, I didn't know what to do, but I thought it was cool. And then, you know, and then he did this. Flick, 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 flick. Flick. It's it's like this show continues to like just – address things that no one else addresses that are so super universal and it's just amazing it's such a gift to the world this show (laughs) um and the other the other musical thing that i watched um which technically isn't tv but it was on youtube so close enough um i'm sure if the world were operating as normal it would have been on tv somewhere or something Mm mm-hmm um, because it would have been a live event. Uh, it was a ninety uh, Stephen Sondheim's ninetieth birthday tribute concert. Oh, where they took uh, they they got together a bunch of um, famous Broadway stars and celebrities and whatnot um, and to all perform different numbers from his uh, oeuvre, and it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, just if you're a musical theater fan, it's on YouTube. The whole thing is like two and a half hours long um but if you just are looking for if there's a certain song you like or a certain actor you can find the the shorter clips uh it's it was just such a treat for a theater nerd (laughs) nice and 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 free because it's on youtube which is yeah exactly no commercials or anything i mean i maybe there was a commercial at the beginning of it but it's just beautiful. I mean, Sondheim is like the master if you're a musical theater nerd. Um, and and it was like a lot of people who were in the original Broadway casts of the shows that he wrote. <laughs> like, nice. People really show up for, for this guy. So, um, so that was a delightful watch. And that's why I didn't really watch any other TV past couple of days because I was just trying to. 
<laughs> get that in me. Nice. Power through that Sondheim. <laughs> An absolute delight. Nice. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That is that is nice. I am uh, not quite the musical theater nerd that you are, so um, I don't think I would get nearly as much out of it, but I am glad that something like that exists because, you know. I kept, like, every song I was like, oh, I gotta show this to the kids, like, but they won't appreciate it, but, like, all oh, this, it's just so, because it was just people singing, you know, accompanied by recorded piano, you know, and they were singing via Zoom or or video chat or whatever they were doing, you know, being simply recorded in their homes. So, like, that's not really interesting for, to, for a kid to watch, but the music was just freaking gorgeous. That's, that's something I've noticed with the, this, the pandemic going around. Um, a lot of, like, Goldfinger was one that caught me off yeah. guard. Like <laughs> That was great. That I was, watched both of the ones that they did. That was, uh, and that was pretty awesome. They're not the only ones doing it. Like, doing those live presentations of, like, whether it's music or, or live readings. Like, we, like, there was a couple in the news recently. Like, I don't understand why this isn't more common when we are not all sequestered to our homes like that should be a thing that happens every once in a while like hey the band got together here's here's a youtube video of them playing a song in a really neat way like it's i don't know well i mean it's just a matter of being forced to you know it's like they're doing this because they can't be on tour making money like because that's what bands do to make money it's not record sales it's touring so uh, everybody's available right now. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's far less common when the world's operating at you know normal operating procedures. Mm-hmm. English language is great. Got it. You made it through. Powered through. You're good. I did, and I'm, and I'm damn proud of it. I think I came through uh, with shining colors, and uh, I'm doing a really good job. <laughs> what do you got? Well, uh, right after the show last week, I think it was right after our show last week, um, the news broke that uh, Fraggle Rock <laughs> was hitting um, Apple TV Plus, which is not where I expected that to land. Okay. I thought it was HBO Max, but maybe I'm drunk. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was also surprised by the Apple TV bit of it, but uh, I guess that part of Muppets wasn't part of the overall Disney deal. You know, Interesting. Uh, uh, Sesame Street is not part of the Disney deal with Muppets. Like I think they broke all that stuff away, which is so strange to me that all the Muppets are like now owned in to like their different properties now. I think that is just extremely strange. But um, this was a free new Fraggle Rock episode about you know uh, social distancing, and I was like, all right, I'll I'll watch this. I I love Fraggle Rock. It was my life when I was a kid. <laughs> So, uh, I you 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 making the garden? <laughs> yes, I uh, I I I planted a garden in my backyard, and I've specifically bought radish seeds to, and planted them because I've always wanted to be a gorg. That's seriously like the only reason I ever tried radishes, and I do actually kind of like them um, on salads. But the only reason is because of Fraggle Rock. Like they just always seemed so interesting to me because of Fraggle Rock. Now, of oh. course, beets were another thing that I was interested in because of Doug, but I do not care for beets. So, you know, Doug is inferior to Fraggle Rock. In every way. In every way, but especially because of, you know, beets. vegetables. Okay. 
Anyway, um, this has been Chris Randazzo's history, personal history with vegetables and pop culture. Yes, yes, indeed. Popeye, another reason I've always been interested in spinach. I I like spinach, and that's because of Popeye and so olive oil. So we need to show our Weird. son. We need to show our son more TV shows involving vegetables. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Because he's basically a carbon copy. If that, you that, that was going to be my quote when the father steps up to the to the screen. If I was going to be any vegetable, I'd be carrots and then leaves. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I like that guy. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so I watched the Fraggle Rock thing, and it was very interesting. It's um, it's cool to see the Fraggles in HD, which um, this isn't the first time there was that what that Weezer video mm-hmm. that they did mm-hmm. uh, where I got to see the, the Fraggles in full HD, and that was pretty nice. Um the plot was basically that the doozers had gone around and given all the fraggles these little devices that basically let them talk to each other like via Skype doozer Skype <laughs> and um uh and and it was like pretty cute though they were trying to get used to talking to each other like oh it's a shame we can't see each other right now cuz we're all in our our caves but it's nice that at least we have this and uh it was it was a cute message and it was Amusing. The Fraggles were all their their personalities were still in full effect. It wasn't acting as any sort of reboot. It was just, you know, these are these characters and these this is what they're doing and that's all we're gonna give you. And that's effectively fine. You know, they're not really introducing you to what Fraggles are or anything like that. And I'm very curious to see where this show goes because like they did this thing because you know they can't really do much of anything else because everybody's in their house so all the puppets were mailed to their actors and they did like blue screen or green screen sorry um i'm stuck in the 90s uh just uh, that whole experience and acted out their individual characters and took it from there and it was all really interesting what was most interesting to me was the voice actors because um it's most of the original cast um the original voice of gobo passed away so he's not you know he wasn't clearly wasn't available today mm-hmm. um but there was also um one of the other the the voice of wembley was not the same um but it was a dead ringer like the voices that weren't the original actors were really, really spot on, like impressively so. Uh, but a couple of them, I was curious. Uh, I I forgot to write down exactly which ones, but there were a couple of the voice actors that are you know still around and still active and were even involved in the Weezer video from a few years ago. So I'm curious why they're not involved in this project, um, which is weird because it seems like if you could come back and reprise the role of a Fraggle, why wouldn't you? But you know, who, who the heck knows? But regardless of any of any of that weirdness, it was a cute, free little thing. Uh, and if you've got kids that are weirded out by this whole situation, I suggest you give it a watch because it was neat. Nice. I, uh, in fact, wanted to dance my cares away. Except, <laughs> did you? I did not. Oh. That that didn't happen for me, and I'm sorry. It was a failure. <laughs> Uh, so we've also been watching Killing Eve, and that was all fun, uh, and the only other thing that I watched was the most wonderful of all reunions to happen, uh, where we're talking about these things where bands are getting together and doing all those, uh, doing all those fun things. Well, The State 
got together and did a rendition of their timeless classic Porcupine Racetrack. <laughs> so you don't want to try watching this whilst at work. No, this is not safe for work, which fortunately is, you know, most people at office jobs, that's not really <laughs> happening right now anyway. So, uh, oh boy, I love the state and uh, I, I don't get Porcupine Racetrack. I, I love it, but I've never gotten it. And I think that's part of the joke is like, this is just this ridiculous musical it's number that we did because we're it. strange people and that's it. So um, <laughs> they just, it's all the original members of the state which some of them look very different. Some of them haven't really done anything since the, since the state. You know, they've been transitioned mostly to writing and whatnot. So seeing, trying to pick out all the all the individuals and be like, oh yeah, that's what he looks like now. Okay, was was kind of fun. Um, it was wonderful, and uh, it, <laughs> the bit where Kevin Allison comes out and like this. <laughs> so that means he had that outfit at home. Right, because like and that's, the that's... giant dildo, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that was his scene too, right? Yeah, it was. Okay. So that's the question: like, how much of this stuff was shit they had laying around, and how much did they like, you know, order in the mail? And uh, amazing, <laughs> is that would Just that be considered amazing. an essential purchase? Well, that's been a thing, like uh, <laughs> <clears throat> something about Amazon workers and whatnot. There was a whole protest recently, right, about um. You know, your dildos aren't... Uh, you're making us work to send you dildos in the mail? Like, what the hell? We should be limiting what people can buy that we're working to send out? And it's like, I don't know, are dildos an essential uh, an essential purpose? Will it keep Will it keep you off the streets? Like, if, if dildos are the only things keeping you off the streets, then, yeah, I'd say that it is essential. <laughs> dildos flatten the curve, man. There it is. Can we write that down at the show title, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody, anybody with uh, free hands, please, please go ahead. Sorry, I'm, my my hands are full of dildos. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, good times. But that's that's it. That was it for me. That was uh, all I have watched besides a couple of kids' cartoons. I think I may have. I don't remember if I actually got a. Um, uh, Ducktales in this week, or if that was last week, everything's blurring together. It's it's only Tuesday, and it has been a week. I swear to God, I wake up every morning and I have no idea what day it is, and it doesn't matter except that some days I have to work and some days I don't. <laughs> and one day a week, I have a meeting, um, so that's an important day not to forget what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I uh, the best way I have found to remember what day it is, is to go to Twitter and follow, uh, NJGov. Okay. And, uh, every morning they tweet, just in all caps, the day that it is. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, and this is news you can use. And it is. <laughs> I am keenly aware of the days of the week, as they're all very tied to my, my day job. I was, I was going to call it my side hustle, but it is my primary hustle now. <laughs> my third job has promoted, been promoted to my second job, and my second job has prom been promoted to my first job. Good times. Uh, so, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. But yes, that's it for me. It's it's only Tuesday, and I'm I'm exhausted by this week. I didn't sleep on Monday night for no reason. What? Like, I, wait, I, I don't. No, not Monday night. It was Sunday night, right? Because I recorded Stone Age Gamer last night. Right. So 
I just I I was exhausted, out of my mind, exhausted, and I was like, Ugh, I am so tired, but I just want to finish making this Mario Maker level, and I'm falling asleep while I'm doing it. And then I go upstairs to bed, and my brain's like, cool, now what? <laughs> and you broke that line, that I am now awake line. Right? I don't know how I did it, because I was still exhausted when I got into bed. And I, I crawled into bed, and I plopped down, and I was like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, brain, sleep is next. This, It's the end of the day. We got to teach tomorrow, so get your shit together and my brain's just like nope. no man we got we got stuff to do and i was like okay what stuff do we have to do because at, at a certain point I'll, I'll i'll start taking inventory and be like okay you know i i'm i i tend to think about the my, my plan for tomorrow ahead of time like what's the stuff i need to do tomorrow nothing i did my shit for tomorrow at least the shit that i'm aware of so what are you awake for i don't know let's do some shit and I'm like, but what are you talking about? Let's do some shit. It, it's time to sleep. There's no shit to do. I'm like, what am I going to go and play Animal Crossing? Well, I, I did. Three o'clock in the morning, I was like, well, this ain't working. I got to do something. And I did all the tricks. Like, you know how you have uh, Firefly and Serenity? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. watched Tron. I watched Mystery Science Theater. I put on music. I did every trick in the book that lulls me to sleep. I was reading books. I was watching old video game commercials. Like, everything that I could come up with. So eventually I played Animal Crossing, and I know what the, know what the 3 and 4 a.m. music sounds like, because, you know, that's something oh, that I needed nice. to know in life. <sighs> oh, goodness. And then today was just all recovering from it. I've just been in a foul mood all day. I don't know if that's coming through on the podcast, but I'm angry. <laughs> grumbly, Chris, on this week's episode of this week's episode. I am quite grumbly. But, well, if everyone's a... Uh, Oh boy, there's I know there's definitely stuff. Right? Well, there's definitely other stuff to talk about, right? Well, there was a couple of news stories. That's what that I was I gonna say. To, you you to you, mention. you're tying into the news because the the state, you know, the the porcupine racetrack was in there. Mm-hmm. Um Netflix defiantly saying we are not going to run out of shows. Well good. I'm glad my twenty bucks a month is going to good use. I was not really afraid that Netflix was going to run out of shows because at a certain point they can just start pulling old shows that nobody noticed, <laughs> plopping them up as like all new on Netflix. <laughs> like, ah, oh shit! Ah. Hey, look at that! It's a whole new TV show there. That's great. I didn't even know about that one. I mean, to a certain extent, at a certain point, they're all going to experience a gap in like this. You know, you're not going to run out of shows now, but eventually you're going to run out of new shows that would have been made during this time that yeah. you would then put on. Maybe. Honestly, I'm kind of okay. Like, there's so... Oh, my God. There are so many TV shows that I haven't seen. It's like, uh, at a certain point, like, it, it's going to be nice to be, okay, well, let's watch the end of Orphan Black. Let's watch the ending of Castle. Right. Let's take back that final season of Cougar Town. Let's, oh, let's Cougar get our work Town. done here. Damn. Cougarton Abbey. Yeah, we never watched that last season, and I don't know why. That show was great. Yeah. Penny Can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be possibly one of my picks for this, this week, but I, I couldn't choose just one episode. Um, I, put, I feel like we may need to revive Penny Can like, in, the, in the driveway for the kids. Like, we're running out of stuff to do with them. Let's teach them Penny Can. What is it? Boy, Mountain of Pillows worked real well tonight. Yeah, sure did. (laughs) I'm figuring it's right there in the title, but just in case, what is Mountain of Pillows? 
Well, you see, Evan. <laughs> well, there's a difference between mountain, mountain of pillows and the shit they've been doing, right? You take a bunch of pillows and they've been piling up on the floor and then standing up on top of one of the chairs and jumping into the pile of pillows. Okay. That's great. Tonight, I moved the furniture, like I moved the <laughs> the, the, the table out of the way. And then I took everything. All right, kids, we're going to do this shit right. Back everything the off the couch. <laughs> all the pillows from all the furniture in the house went into this mountain and it was just jump into it over and over again have fun build a pillow fort jump go crazy flail around the only rules are don't kill each other and don't break the furniture and obviously and don't wreck the car and two. don't raise the dead because i did sh i did show that actual scene from the simpsons to them which was was pretty funny and they got a little bit of a kick out of it because, you know, it's just one of the greatest exchanges I've ever seen on television. <laughs> did you wreck the car? No. Dad, we did something bad. <laughs> did you wreck the car? No. Did you raise the dead? Yes. But the car's okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, and the Simpsons were good. Yeah, oh. man. Uh, so, um. Where are we? Parks and Rec? Going to do a cast reunion? Uh-huh. That's Excited about this. Don't know. Is it? I got the impression that it's going to be a... It's a reunion special in character? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, it's like yeah. an episode, kind of? 30-minute special whose story will be set in the world of social distancing. So it's, it's going to be a, a, a Zoom call, and they're going to be their characters. And I'm I'm on board for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in any more Parks and Rec. You know, sign me the hell up. Uh, could you explain to me what GMA is and why I care about Will Reeve it's with good no morning, pants? America. Okay, so okay, Good Morning America did an interview with Will Reeve, who was Christopher Reeve's son, and uh -huh. live via his home, and he was wearing a very nice suit and tie and no pants. Because he set up the camera thinking that it was going to be from waist up, and then they did a wide shot, and you could see his bare legs. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> I did that on a sports night. First episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that happened in real life, though. Like, that in sports I night. I imagine that happens all the time. <laughs> That you know, people on on TV shows are just like, well, you're only going to see me from the waist up, so fuck it, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Who needs shoes today? Not I. So in 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 like like the the Twitterverse went wild, and he his he just went with the story. It's like I I have arrived in the most embarrassing way possible, but I'm here. Check me out. Well, at least he had underwear on. This is true. Shorts of some of some kind, but I just thought that was funny. And TV related, so. Speaking of not needing shoes, we did um, catch, finally, the first episode of the new season of Nailed It with the kids tonight. I don't know what happened. But they're just not as interested as they were before. We were like, let's sit down and watch Nailed It. And they were like, fine. Oh. Come on. It's great. It's hysterical. You love this show. The kids uh, have turned to a, hate watching. <laughs> they did a bit where they, you know, they tell how the things are supposed to be made and it involved smashing some Jolly Ranchers to make like a, you know, stained glass effect on something. Mm -hmm. And so the hosts are doing it. They're breaking these Jolly Ranchers. And then later when they get up from their little judging seats to come over and judge, 
Apparently the one host did not have her shoes on and she's like, oh man, my shoes are going to be full of broken candy. (laughs) And they had a a camera guy bring over some compressed air to spray out her shoe. And she's like, ah, my shoe's cold. Oh, Oh, that show is a treasure. And I'm mad that we haven't watched more of it. (laughs) What, what, uh, I saw this, Karen, you posted the image from the, the, Coming soon, Time Lords Victorious with a couple of the doctors looking like Doctor Strange. What's going on with that? Yeah, man, I don't understand this thing. I saw it the day before they announced it. I was like, coming soon, Time Lord Victorious. And like literally zero more information than that. It was like just the date and time that they were going to give more information. So like, I don't know what the hell this is. So uh, it's... A multi-platform interactive something or other. <laughs> I have no idea. It's gonna be uh, audiobooks and escape room. Like it's a whole new story tied into uh... like a bunch of different side things. It's not the main show, but right. it, it's well, that... a it's a multi-platform Doctor Who story told across audio novels, comics, vinyl, digital immersive theater. Escape rooms and games. <laughs> I want more information on the vinyl. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? I, I, I don't Are they know. going to release, like, vinyl records of, of like, exclusive Doctor Who material only on vinyl? Or are they just going to make, like... How niche would that be? Sticky vinyl posters that tell the story? Like, what's what is the point here? I don't know, but it's going to be, like, centered around the Time War and involve the 8th, 9th, and 10th Doctors. And that so, boggles my mind because Chris Eccleston doesn't have anything to do with Doctor Who ever. So... And that's what yeah, I so, like, is he going to come back and, and play around with this? Because I mean, I'm, I feel like they've, you know, they've written him in comics since uh, his unseemly departure from... Uh, the Hooniverse. And, and maybe that will be it. Like, he's obviously not going to come back and do his voice or mm. do any acting. Um, I'm just seeing now what you were referring as to <laughs> looking like Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's actually uh, high Gallifreyan traditional garb. That That is what the Time Lords wear <laughs> Nerd. on Gallifrey. Sint, like, you're any better than me. <laughs> Says the guy Christ. who just pointed out Doctor Strange. <laughs> Major motion picture, sir. A show that's been on for over 50 years. Yeah, but I how know. many times have you seen that outfit? Uh, they've used it in Modern Who. Mm. Yeah. They, they had friggin' what's his name? Timothy Dalton wearing that outfit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, drive through. All right. All right, you win. <laughs> Timothy yes. freaking Dalton wore that collar. Damn right he did. Absolutely. And they also used it in the season finale of the most recent season with the uh the whatever they were called, the Cybermen Time Lords. Um so yeah, that is that is some serious Gallifrey and shit. But I don't know what the hell this thing is. Okay. Uh, it seems like the kind of thing that I'm not going to consume because it's too much stuff and it's not all easily accessible in one place. But yeah. good for them. All right. I'd like to know what the story is eventually. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, if, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to have to combine it in some way, shape, or form so that if, they, if it is a, a continuous story from product to product to product they're gonna have to combine it in some way 
Well, meanwhile, for our last news story, I have for the last several weeks been playing Animal Crossing while we record this show, but I am not alone because I learned today that uh, Queer Eyes Bobby Burke is offering interior design expertise to Animal Crossing players. I learned this story on uh, Go Nintendo, and uh, yeah, you can send in pictures of your house in Animal Crossing, and the guy who does the interior design stuff from Queer Eye will, you know, give you tips on how to make your house look better. <laughs> Run around your island, shake a bunch of trees until you find the perfect little accent piece. I can't you know? believe that this is actually a thing. Should I have a film projector on a stone stool? I don't know if I should, but the Happy Home Academy has still marked me at an S rank. So what is that? I think I'm doing pretty good. What does it S means no- mean? It means nothing. It means nothing. Nothing. S rank is higher than A. Okay. In video in video game terminology, when you're getting ranks, it's like you know, A B C D E A B C D F. But S rank is like one above your A rank. Okay. S rank is like. The high, the highest you can get, the and uh, plus, my home kicks ass. Nice, congratulations, good for you. Thanks. What stands for shit don't stink. Damn right. <laughs> SDS baby, SDS. Uh, anything well, else? Well, uh, I think that pretty much ties it up. So we're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the episode of The Critic that I made everyone watch, and uh, is this show still funny? Find out after the break. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. <clears throat> You're watching no, Fox. You, you, Shame you on that, you. You pronounce that wrong. Ahem. <laughs> Ahem. Yeah, so uh, we, we are talking about The Critic, which was uh, a, a longtime favorite of mine. I was a huge fan of The Critic when this show aired, and uh, it had quite an interesting ride. So The Critic originally premiered on January 26th, 1994 on ABC, uh, and it ran for one season until it was moved to Fox, where the show got slightly... It it, it fit better on Fox because this show was irreverent and ABC wasn't super fond of that. Uh, In particular, they were not fond of season one, episode four, Miserable, which was our homework. And in fact, ABC hated this episode so much that they didn't want to air it until it had been reworked several times to be slightly less, um, I guess, racy by uh, raunchy by the standards at the time. Like by today's standards, this is just, you know, 
Family Guy and South Park exist, so everything here was relatively tame, but they uh, they just weren't really interested in airing this episode, and uh, it, it's it, it's a memorable episode mostly for me because of the buy my book thing. That's why <laughs> that's why this came up for me because it's just it always goes through my head. The buy my book, buy my book. <laughs> On a clapper. What? All he said was, buy my book. <laughs> it's such a good gag. And that they worked it into like turning that thing on with the clapper to knock the woman out of the episode. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Um, so this is an episode of The Critic, which is a show starring uh, the voice work of John Lovitz and various other people. Uh, John Lovitz plays uh, Jay Sherman, who is a hideous troll man who is a movie critic, which like, boy, talk about a show that could not exist today because the jobs that the show's about don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like a public access cable movie review show. Yikes. Like it just doesn't exist anymore. It's making all these jokes about Siskel and Ebert and like the like <laughs> Robert Roger Ebert is I mean, besides the fact that the, that they're both dead, like uh Roger Ebert it's just not a thing. Like no. movie critics like that just don't exist and God, you remember you watching that show, Coming Attractions? Yep. I had, in um, my house when I was a kid, we had multiple different, like, movie review guides. Ooh. Oh, nice. And then we'd, like, I'd look through them, like, because we'd rent movies every week, and then I'd look through them to be like, what movie should I pick? What's good? What are these guys like? And it was like Leonard Malton and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Ebert and all this stuff. <laughs> Siskel and Ebert, and then Ebert and Roper, which I never really got behind Ebert and Roper, but man, we used to watch At the Movies all the time. I said Coming Attractions, that's the name of Jay Sherman's show, but yeah, it was At the Movies with Siskel and Ebert, and I used to love that, because you'd, you'd get to see movie trailers at home. Like, that was such a novel thing back then. Like, oh my god, I can see, like, a snippet of a movie trailer that's not in, like, a TV commercial or At the Movies. They would air actual movie trailers, and that was amazing. Oh, boy. We were easily entertained in the 90s. My <laughs> God. So, yeah, all that... that, that it was looking at the, the, a lot of the comedy in this show, is, um, it's aged for a couple of reasons. And um, so this episode in particular is about Jay going to movie screenings, and uh, this projectionist woman is, like, eyeing him up. And so he goes in there, and they wind up having sex and getting into a relationship, and, and Jay tries to take it to the next level, and... She he finds out that she is like totally freakishly obsessed with him and has all this like Jay Sherman memorabilia, which you gotta wonder how it even exists. Yeah, that because, was my like, question. <laughs> he's this public access movie critic guy, and there's like toasters and stuff with his face. You even on have it. the Jay Sherman video co- <laughs> rewinder. Ahem. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I I love this bizarre fictional world that this show takes place in. So. I, there was just one one bit early on that that was like, uh, you know, everyone's falling in love with each other, and then Jay bumps into this uh, attractive woman on the subway, and then like his inner mile and his inner monologue is, I wonder if she, I don't even remember what he says, and then her inner monologue, I wonder if he knows I'm a man, and it's like, <sighs> like yeah, that was just totally like all anything even vaguely transphobic like that was just completely acceptable humor back then it like no one batted an eye on it It was just that's a joke that people made and it wasn't 
thought I didn't think anything of it. So that one didn't really land with me here in 2020. But outside of that, I think most of the humor held up. What did you guys think? Karen, you can go first. I, I laughed. I cried. I, <laughs> I, you know, I laughed some more. <laughs> I, I, I did watch the show, not like obsessively like you, but I was familiar because my parents were, my parents were um like fans of SNL, like not so much the modern day, but any of the early days to the middle part of the run of the show and anything any of the alums did, which obviously includes um, John Lovitz, uh, they were on board for. So this was a this was shown in our house when I was a kid, and uh, I definitely remember the uh, whole the buy my book thing. And uh, I, thought, I thought it was well done with, as you say, you know, some things are definitely dated and of their time but uh yeah it was a good pick i enjoyed what i enjoyed going back to this <laughs> what about you evan uh i enjoyed it i mean it, it was a nostalgia thing for me um i feel like 50 percent of the humor held up um there were I, there was a surprisingly large amount of jokes in it like they, they try to fire them out pretty fast and i guess you know they all can't be winners, but I did find myself laughing at a couple of good points. Like that, you know, there's a point where he's like, "Okay, I'm going to take off my shirt now," and a feeling of mild nausea yes. is common. <laughs> like that was funny, but the the you know I liked you better when we were just having sex, or you know what what good comes with having a conversation with a woman. I was like, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely some of that stuff that is kind of a miss. Yeah. Uh, and you also like talk about dated comedy, like the whole joke of that guy being uh, what's his name from Crocodile Dundee, yes. like Paul H- Hogan, <laughs> right? Is that his name? I don't, even, like, I don't yes. even remember this guy like at all outside of Crocodile Dundee. But like, I think that's all he did. <laughs> they made this oh, wait, like action star dude. Oh God! What was the horrible line that he that he said that had me rolling on the ground? Like a, he said, he said the 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 bad guy said. Oh, he said to the guy, "Let him go." He said, "I'm going to make this guy into a cop salad." <laughs> and then his reply was something about kill slaw. Kill slaw. <laughs> I hate you, I I hate, Karen. I think I hate you more for reminding him about us. <laughs> it was going to be my quote until I remembered that this is the buy my book episode. <laughs> kill slaw. It's genius. <laughs> no, it's not, Chris. No, Stop I agree it. with my husband. It is actually genius. It's, it's so bad. It wraps so all the way stupid. around to being good. <laughs> but that was the point, right? Like, it wasn't... It, it, that's the point, that it is supposed to be hilariously awful dialogue in these crappy action movies. <laughs> yeah, the show did a really good job. Excuse me. In general, of like lampooning the film industry and like certain mm-hmm. tropes and things that were common at the time, it's like, yeah, that was that was sort of a, a theme running through the show <laughs> that I, I was reminded of. Indecent proposal two. <laughs> what can I get for five bucks? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, there were some there were some pretty uh pretty good jokes in this show overall about uh not this episode in specific like there this is the duke what's his name uh the the guy 
it, who that runs, runs the TV station. runs the TV station. Like he's one of my favorite characters on the show, and I was so sad that he wasn't in this episode like at all. But you know, I'm just glad it, I got to see the dad for a minute. Yeah, the dad's a pretty fun character because he's just. He's basically drawn like George H.W. Bush, but he's completely insane. Uh, and so that's that's kind of hilarious. Oh boy, I it I enjoyed it. I, it was it was a nice trip down memory lane because I haven't watched The Critic in in a while. It's been a long. Yeah, I time rewatched since. the show like uh, like a year or two ago. I did a full rewatch, and I, I felt that it held up pretty pretty well. I mean, it's it's that same humor that classic Simpsons was built on you know it's it's a lot of the same people that were involved so you've got a lot of that the best of uh, what the Simpsons did also is in the DNA of this show so and if you're a John fan Lovitz. of classics John Lovitz yeah, his, back in his time he was a funny funny guy absolutely he's a he, all of his deliveries in the show are great and the the fact that they they really play up how unappealing this character is in a lot of ways is is a, a a very homer simpson in a good way kind of a thing yep. like he's unappealing but effectively a decent human being underneath the unappealing <laughs> all the unappealing aspects of him and like his weird adopted family and it's it's just great. It's, it, there's a lot a, of moving great parts. Show. There's a lot of things that make up this show. It's not just one or, or two things. Like the family aspect of it, his sister, mm-hmm. like that relationship is is adorable. The him and his his best friend, which is the Australian dude. Like the, there's so many different avenues that 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 are all tied together by the John Lovitz character that takes him down those avenues of comedy, which is actually very very entertaining. Yeah, it's it's all pretty darn well done. If when I do the mother say so was myself. yelling at the reporters, <laughs> just let just let out the the emotion. She goes, "I understand. I hate all of you." <laughs> Good pick, Chris. Good pick. Thanks. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. I figured it was a safe bet because you know it's it's just classic animated comedy and. Ah, yeah, good times. Well, uh, that's pretty much it, unless anybody has anything else to add, right? We're all good here? Yeah, good, good, good. Okay, then. Let me uh, pass it over to me to uh, talk about the end of the show. So, over to you. Well, thank you. You can get in touch with us at com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more in, more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Yeah, What's yeah. our homework? All right, so uh, an employee of mine, like we made a deal. I said, you watch this show, and he told me to... He suggest he suggested me watching the show. I'm going to pick for our homework, and I watched the episode today. And I am I am I'm truly excited to get your opinion on this. We are going to watch the world according to Jeff Goldblum. 
Oh, season I forgot one. this show existed. All right, season sure. one, episode six. It is a a Disney Plus show. Um, season uh-huh. one, episode six is gaming. gaming. Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's that's a fascinating pick. I'm uh, I'm ex- I'm excited. <laughs> you I'm just excited, buckle Ziffle. up. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. He's like one of my favorite actors. He's also off his freaking rocker, which is one of the things I like most about him. So. Hooray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we're going to be back in one week to talk about Jeff Goldblum talking about stuff. And I am uh, excited to listen to it. So uh, I'm Chris. I'm Karen. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.